What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Viral Music Hub podcast. Um, your host, Lawrence O'Brien, as per usual. And today, I have a longtime friend of mine dating back to the Tumblr 2010 days. Um, uh, we, we, we have Dustin Blackwood. Uh, how are you doing, Dustin? I am doing fantastic. You just hit me in the gut right there. <laughs> I, I think we all get hit in the gut when we hear Tumblr 2010s. And uh, <laughs> those, are, I, those are days that I don't want to revisit. Dark, very dark times in the internet. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I'm just, I'm very proud of how far you've come in terms of making music and, uh, here you are now and you have an EP out. I mean, this is, it's crazy to me. I remember when you started just playing covers a while back on, on Instagram and whatnot. And now here you are, you got all your own material. Now what happened, man? Like, how did we get here? Um, depression. Heartbreak. <laughs> Heartbreak. Um, I had no choice. Like, <clears throat> so for the longest time I've, been content just making these little covers no one views them but whatever they're fun like I get to showcase a little bit of my talent but um yeah for the most part I I've always wanted to like create my own music but I always had that like voice in my head like what do I have to say that no one else better than me has already said and for a long time that just kind of blocked me and I couldn't write, I couldn't create anything. And then, you know, life happens. Um, we'll get into that, I'm sure. <laughs> um, speaking of, I do want to preface this for any listeners out there. Um, there's no way to talk about my music without getting into some really heavy stuff. So consider this kind of like a trigger content warning, whatever you want to call it, for because um, there may be mentions of uh, suicide, body dysmorphia, just very heavy mental health stuff, because that ties directly in with my music. Well, we appreciate that, Dustin and I. That's very <clears throat> sen- a sensitive thing um, to do. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've talked about heavy, pretty heavy stuff on on the show before, um, you know, but I know you've been you've been going through it for the last few years or so. Um, you know, and that, you know, more or less terms, um, you know, so like, yeah, your music, um, in, in more or less words is, is very sad. Um, when I, listen, <laughs> when I, when I listen to it, um, the EP, I, I feel, I felt the, a lot of the hurt that you're feeling and, you know, you've been going through the last couple of years or so and, um, and your EP. And I, I actually like, you did a little really interesting kind of wordplay with your EP and title. Um, and it's called, you know, even if it's a lie and the first track is, I don't need to know. So I want to know what was that kind of that association about in terms of like, like, even if it's a lie, I don't want, I don't want to know like what, how did, how did that kind of, kind of come about? Like, was that like a theme of your relationship or? Uh, towards the end, it did kind of start to like get that way. Um, regarding like the t- 
title of it all. Um, there wasn't any real reason I decided to pick that for the EP itself. I just kind of thought, even if it's a lie, blends right into the first track. And that sets the tone for the entire five songs that you're about to hear. Six, if you're on streaming and you hear the cover. Um, but yeah, towards the end of the relationship, there's a lot of like doubt, a lot of like anxiety about like what is happening here. And real, really, I didn't want to be there. I don't think anyone would want to be there, but I mean... I don't need to know really came from that place of uncertainty of not wanting this to end. Um, and then it really just kind of snowballed into, I guess it flows perfectly right into easily the next song um, because that's kind of like the next sequence of events. One thing I did really like about um, how I laid out the EP is that it really does kind of like tell the whole story from if this relationship is ending, if you're having any doubts about this, don't tell me, I don't need to know all the way to the last song, um, which is really about getting closure on it all. And especially in regards to my situation where I really didn't get to get the closure that I wanted, I kind of had to make it myself, which is how I ended up with your beggar. Yeah. And I, I really like what you did because, um, I think that's a, a really big lost art nowadays in terms of uh, music is telling a story through an, an album or even like an EP in your case. Um, you know, we're, I think we're as a society now in the music, very focused on single culture. Like we're very like, like what's release single, whatever, you know, and, and that's it. And there's really no story there. It's kind of like, here's the thing I made here. It is. And I appreciate that you took the time to kind of like craft this into a, like a multi-part, like it tells us, tells a complete tale. I get, you know, I guess you could say. Um, and I think, like I said, I, I definitely find that to be a lost star. And I've talked about this on the show before um, in, in music in general. Now, I think a lot of people have strayed away from that. And I'm, I'm really glad that you went this route because um I, like I said, it's really something I don't see enough in music now that I used to see. And it's just, I just kind of not there. I think a lot of the time now. Um, and I will say it was for the most part, mostly unintentional. Um, it wasn't something I really even started to notice until I had started maybe like the third or fourth song. Um, I remember I was talking to my therapist because okay. therapy, it's good for you go if you need to go um uh, yeah I was talking to him about like how I've been handling everything and then I kind of realized um after I had sent him easily like I'm kind of like following the five or other five stages of grief is that five I think it's five but um it's kind of like where it's going like each song is its own little thing and like that was pretty unintentional on my part but I don't know. I kind of made it work for the most part. Um, I, there is like one song on there. I don't really associate with that. That was just more me reminiscing. Yeah, no, that, and that's okay too. I mean, like it doesn't have to be a perfect, like step one to step five, right. you know, sort of deal, but like you definitely, I definitely got that. Like, 
when I was, you know, listening along um, to the lyrics and, and everything, um, I definitely got a sense of the, there was a progression uh, there and, and of, of events. And um, I know I respect that because like, it's, it's hard to do that, you know, to tell a complete tale because it's easy to kind of make an album full of unrelated songs and just kind of like do that. And I think it's, it's definitely harder to like connect it all um, together like that. So even if it wasn't unintentional, like it did kind of just, you're kind of, you're subconsciously kind of drove yourself to that point um, on this EP, which is really, I think it's really interesting and uh, kind of almost kind of felt like fate. Like you were kind of meant to like make this to kind of, you know, get rid of a lot of that hurt and a lot of that, that shit you were going through. Well, like I said, I, it didn't really have much of a choice. Um, I had gotten to the point of there was a solid like two, three months after the breakup where like there wasn't a single day that I didn't think about killing myself in some capacity. Like, and here's the thing. I don't want to like worry anybody. That's just kind of who I am. Um, I really try not to keep this stuff bottled up and that was kind of this EP was kind of like the result of me finally letting all of this emotion out and really was very therapeutic for me. I think I've always kind of like gotten to, I've, well, at least I at least now have gotten to the point where I feel like it's better to overshare than undershare. And um, you know, it's like, I'd rather feel more like maybe I overshared a little bit than, I used to just, I used to bottle everything on myself, you know, I used to just kind of internally just battle it. And, uh, and then now I just kind of was like, no, forget that, you know, and, uh, you know, you gotta find something, you gotta do some sort of outlet, something to get rid of that, that stuff, you know, just cause then it just floats in your head otherwise. And you just become, you know, that your thoughts at that point. And if they're bad, they're, you're going to probably become bad. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> And, uh, you know, that's kind of unfortunately how it works sometimes. And, uh, it's better to overshare that stuff sometimes because then you kind of get, just get rid of it. You kind of just expel it. It's like almost like an exorcism of sorts, you know, it's like, right. In like, you know, dramatic terms, I guess, but like it is, you know, you're kind of just exercising a lot of that, that hurt through, through writing, through song, through creativity. And, uh, I think that's important to do that. Um, but so like when when did you start like on your musical journey dustin like what was like what was like what was like the moment where you're like i'm gonna pick up a guitar i'm gonna like just like kind of start this thing so i don't think there was ever really a specific moment um i knew for a while that i kind of wanted to but um because my one of my older brothers, um, he is fantastic at guitar. Like he's amazing. He's like what I wanted to be at that time. Um, he's in a metal band right now, which is very far from where I ended up. But um, <laughs> spe- oh, speaking of brothers, I do want to mention this. Um, I don't know where your audiences intersect. Um, I chose the name Dustin Blackwood. There's a reason for that. Um, I know it's not this. my last name. <laughs> <laughs> um, if anyone is familiar with 
the wrestling scene, specifically independent wrestling, um, my brother is Kevin Blackwood, who's just absolutely killing it, mostly on the West Coast right now, but he's killing it. Um, we actually get Blackwood from Art Ed, who also played music for a while. Um, we don't know where he got, so his name is Dave, but he played <laughs> under Duke Blackwood. Wow. We don't know where that came from. <laughs> I have a feeling it was from Parks and Rec. Yeah. But um, so that's my little interjection there. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, music, <laughs> music journey. <laughs> um, so, yeah, probably the moment. Again, I won't even say there's an exact moment, but I remember I was 11 years old. And I had gotten my first iPod. It was <laughs> one of the tiny little nanos. IPod, not even a nano, yeah. a shuffle. It didn't oh, even have like yeah, the screen. Yeah, that's right. It was this okay. tiny little one that you could like clip on. Oh yeah. And, that's right. That's right. And I started going through my brother's CD collections just to like put some stuff on it. Um, and the person I fell in love with the most was Ozzy Osbourne. He was the first artist that I can say like, was my favorite of all time uh, i don't know are, if i'm there we, anymore are we talking like like just solo ozzy or like black sabbath ozzy or so it started solo um blizzard of oz oh yeah that that was that was the one for me classic um, classic <laughs> classic album. and then from there i ventured more into like black sabbath i uh looked into some of his like newer stuff i really liked black rain which at the time was still new yeah. um i don't know if it holds up but <laughs> yeah listened to it in a long time um and then from there i just kind of became this weird amalgamation of both my brothers um i was really into heavy metal from one and then i guess we'll just call it emo from the other and you can tell from listening to my music where I kind of ventured off into between the two. Yeah, um, no, definitely. Uh, you definitely kind of uh, went into that, that realm of like, kind of like softer, uh, softer side of music, I guess you could say, but uh, no, I think it's kind of where you were meant to be. I mean, it's just, uh, I think you have the, uh, the, the chops for it. Um, but I also, I actually think you could do, um heavier stuff really well um i feel like that's some untapped potential for you and i i would actually love for you to explore that in the future um on some future releases because i think you definitely have the um the aggression uh required <laughs> required for it uh, i i think i actually think you might could be a better like heavier singer than you are like a mellow singer um, just by hearing your voice, I, I actually think you could uh, you could pull it off very well. Um, I'm actually curious to see where you go um, from the future. And I hope you try some different things like that. Oh, I, I've, I've thought about it. Um, I kind of want to like settle in on something more myself before I start to like ex really experiment. But I have thought in another life, I probably would have been a really good punk vocalist. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> when I'm when I'm listening to against me, I am belting that shit. Yeah. No, but like not, not, not to say like you're what you're doing right now isn't good. I, I just I just think like I definitely think there's you have some more like possibilities yet to, to come there, you know, in terms of what you can do. Um 
but no, I mean, I like for your first release, I mean, I, I tell you, you really did. Um, you really did well for being kind of like, I mean, you know, relatively new to this still. I mean, like, I know you've been playing for a while, but like you kind of still are new to this and to do those like and everything, like, how was it like just recording everything and like kind of figuring out how to like put together a song and like the like production process. And, you know, you basically had to do that all yourself. And I know you're not like an expert producer or anything. Like I'm not either. So I'm not, I'm not like, like messing with you in, in terms of that or anything, but like, how was that whole process for you? And just in terms of figuring out how to do that on your own. I'd say there was very little process in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't need to know. And easily were the first two that I recorded myself. And the way I did that was I actually, um, the way it works in my head is I want, I want to write songs that I can both play and sing at the same time, obviously. And the way my brain was interpreting that is, oh, well, I have to record it all at the same time. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> so basically I put, I have my amp, I have, I put my mic like basically on the dresser there Yep. and close, close enough that it could pick up both my voice and the amp at the same time without really drowning each other out. And I do like how those two songs turned out with that because it just kind of sounds like a performance yeah but i realized after those that okay this probably isn't that viable especially if i need to do like any mixing on my vocals specifically or the guitar because that has been something with the rest of the ep that i really needed to do so yeah basically just did guitar first did my vocals over top of that while it was playing just very basic stuff, nothing groundbreaking or anything. Um, and then from there, just playing around with like any effects that I can add on top of that. I am a big reverb guy. No, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably tell. <laughs> no, no, man, I love reverb too. So I, I trust me. I it's get just it. the perfect sound for what I need. No, no, it, it's a, it's like, it's part of your, your sound, man. That's, that's, it's all, that's, part of your your guitar tone that's that's cool you know and it's funny because like i did really notice that production jump up from those first two songs because and i even told you this i'm like i actually liked the the second part of the ep i think better than even the first part and then i think that's because you really zeroed in on that production aspect after those first two songs and um and they just, I think they were, yeah, you know, mixed and sounded a little more cohesively. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually see that now. Now that you explained that to me, it makes a lot more sense in my <laughs> head because I'm like, yeah, I actually did like the EP a little even more after those first two songs. And um, uh, I like Blossom is, is actually one of my, probably might be my personal favorite on the whole, the whole EP, actually. Um, I, I think I think that might be the best thing you've done originally so far. So that that seems to be the favorite among yeah people I've talked to about it. Um, I don't know where I land on that. Um, probably honestly, my favorite on the EP is probably I don't need to know just because yeah. it was the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually so that song actually started completely differently from where it ended up. Because I actually started writing that, I want to say in like August of last year. Wow. So at this point, 
I'm still in the relationship. Yeah. So um, that, wow. That it, must have been. it was essentially going to be a love song, but at yeah. the same time, I was like unsure of how to write a song that isn't unbelievably depressing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, the only things that I had at that time was the progression and the chorus, both of which I knew I wanted to keep. So then I didn't really know what else I could do with it. And then breakup happens. I'm like, oh, okay, I can work with this. Yeah, right, right. So do you find, and I actually, this is something I can relate to. Do you find you struggle writing happier songs? Absolutely. I, I, I genuinely way. think it's one of the biggest reasons that I didn't really write when I was in a relationship and I was happy because I'm like, well, what do I write about? Right. Yeah. I struggle with the same, same thing, man. And it's like, it's a weird thing. Cause you're just like, why? That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, why, <laughs> like, why can I only write like my horrible, horrific, most like terrible thoughts? Like, and like, why can I only write about that? And not like the times where I'm like, Oh, you know me, I'm feeling decent. <laughs> it's like, it's weird, man. I don't know. I do I get into this. Sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I get into this like headspace where it's like, I could write about this, but is it going to be corny? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> right, right. I like you almost overthink it. You're like, wow, like, this sounds like ridiculous. Like this sounds like something everyone else has written before, you know? And you're like, right. you're like, why do I want to write this? Like, cause like, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's just so, it feels so like out of character. Cause I think, you know, almost get so used to being sad sometimes when you have those happy moments. It's like, what the fuck? That doesn't sound <laughs> that that sounds ridiculous. Like who's I only feel like that every once in like two months. Like that's that's not real. Like I'm sad most of the time. What this, 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 this is stupid. I can't write about this. <laughs> it doesn't help that like a majority of the music I listen to is the, the same kind of like sad, yeah. mellow vibes. That's yeah. just what I'm mostly really attracted to. Yeah, I mean, um, your two biggest influences are probably what, like Phoebe Bridgers, Paramore. Like, I mean, uh, I mean, I kind of uh, n- yeah. narrowed that down pretty. Phoebe right. Bridgers, Haley Williams, they're both definitely up there. Um, honestly, probably my biggest songwriting influence is um, Julian Baker. Ooh, uh, if anyone has heard of her, very, very depressing. <laughs> um, she's, she's a openly gay christian who has struggled with substance abuse wow (laughs) all three of those combined together you get this perfect cocktail of i want to (laughs) die um and a big part of what i was like really trying to emulate was her first album sprained ankle it's just her and her guitar on my ep it's just me and my guitar and I really wanted to try to like capture that just raw emotion that she was able to yeah. um, just capture. Yeah. And I think that's actually really impressive too. Like what you were able to do with such limited instrumentation um, as well. Like you really, really is that out. This whole EP is really just you and your guitar. Like there's really no drums. There's Three really, guitars. Yeah. I'd like, yeah. <laughs> Three like, different guitars on this album. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it though. It's like it's just you and guitar. That's it, and there's really no bass, really no drums. I mean, so you just kind of like rolled with it, and you just kind of came up with 
you know, your your the the basis of the, with the guitar, and that was it. And yeah. that's hard. That's hard to do. That's difficult to do. I mean, See, you know, I and I've always been of the mindset like I don't I don't really want to be in a band. Like I kind of want if I'm going to be creating something, I kind of want it to be my own. Yeah. Like, other people around me they're just going to get in the way which is probably not healthy to think of it that way but um i don't know this is just my music my emotions like why should anyone else be a part of it yeah you know? no i i see what you're saying too i mean it's it's hard to be in a band i mean it's it's so hard to like get that common commonality that balance of like i want my ideas in there but i have to balance it with someone else's like point of view and if they don't like what i'm saying like it's gonna twist my whole artistic vision you know and that's why a lot of bands break up i mean you know like let's let's be real i mean like a lot of people have egos and people want to be able to say what they want to say and do what they want to do and and at the end of the day sometimes it's like with four people or whatever you can't do that (laughs) sometimes you know, you, you have to make compromises. And if you're not willing to make compromises, just a band is not for you. <laughs> and, right. and, and it's okay. And it's okay. If you're not willing to compromise, like that's okay. Like too, that's, a, that's, it's a totally okay thing. Like, and that's why people are solo artists because they want their vision. And I respect that. I also respect people that are willing to collab and give up their own, you know, so, sort of thing to kind of collaborate with other people and be like, Hey, you know, like, I'll give this in, you know, if you do this with me, I'll do this. You know, it's, it's a, you know, it's a balance. It's a balance you have to strike, you know, in terms of like, what, what do you want as an artist? You know, do you mind giving or taking a little bit, or do you just want, you want it to be you and, and, you know, and I respect that you want that to be you. And, uh, um, and, and I think you have more to tell people too. And uh, I think, you know, I, I definitely think you're more suited to be on your own myself. Um, you know, just from listening to you, you have that, that itch to, to write about your experiences. And I think, uh, a band might distort that a little bit. Uh, See, that's the thing, like, excuse me. Um, you mentioned like, the instrumentation like it's just me and my guitar what i'm working on now i really am like trying to like venture out more and like i'm really trying to learn garage band it's very intimidating at first it's so simple but like it just gives you everything but it's not uh, but it's not it's simple but it's not it's simple it's it you have so many choices (laughs) there's so many things it's like whoa what the fuck is this like like you know i mean like even for me like even just using like i don't know if you know what amplitude is at all but um i have amplitude and i was just astounded by the when i bought the full version of the amount of guitar effects that were just available to me and the amount of amps sounds that were just available to me i'm like how do I even pick anything? I'm like, I'll be here all night just being like, ooh, this sounds cool. Ooh, this sounds cool. And I'll never make anything. <laughs> my problem with it is I don't know anything. I've never touched a drum set in my life. And I'm supposed to know like what any of this means. All um, right, right. A song I did, I have been working on for a couple of days now. Um, I just have a simple, very simple drum beat, like, maybe like a snare and a kick and that might be it (laughs) 
and then I'm just layering my own stuff on top of that. So I, I am trying to like bring a more produced sound to what I'm making. Yeah. And that's so far it's going well. That's awesome you know? though, man. Cause I know you, cause you have another EP on the way. Uh, you announced the other day and I was like, Oh my goodness, he's going right, <laughs> right. Same year. He's going for it. I'm like, that's hard to do. I'm like, yeah, as, wow. As soon, as soon as, even if it's a lie came out, I was already writing more songs. Um, big thing I really wanted to focus on was changing topics. So I had my, my heartbreak moment. Um, I jokingly referred, refer to it as my thank you next era. Um, If you, if anyone out there is familiar with a small indie artist named Ariana Grande, (laughs) she had her heartbreak moment. She put out an incredible album called thank you next. And now she's making awful sex music, but still, Um, that's so that's kind of where, kind of where I want to be. Um, I don't want to be just writing, just keep writing music about the same guy. No, and yeah, and I'm I'm glad that you're not stuck in that because I think I think a lot of artists can get stuck on a certain topic, um, for sure. And I I think it's good to just kind of once you write something, just kind of like you know, move away from it from a while. You could always come back to it at a later point, you know, and maybe expound on it. But like, cause I think at that point, you know, if you're just writing about it over and over and over, I don't know if you're really learning more about that certain topic. You're just kind of like just writing the same thing over and over. I think it's better to kind of write something and then just be like, you know what, I'll come back to this in five or 10 years and see how I think, see how I would think about it in five or 10 years. You know, maybe I learned something or maybe I, something changed my perspective on this point of view especially like in my case where these songs are 100 percent about one specific person yeah like am i going to be hung up on this for like five years while i'm out trying to find new people <laughs> right right and, and like it, it's i think it's interesting because like songwriting it's it's hard I think find the balance of trying to write something about a specific experience or, and then writing something that a lot of people can relate to at the same time, you know? And I think there's, you have to be careful because I think if you sometimes can make a song almost too straightforward and too specific to the source material, I think you risk alienating your audience a little bit and you go and they go, Oh, well, I didn't go through that. I mean, like, you know, but like, I think if you, make it a little more general and uh I, and which i think you did and like and i thought i don't think you made it it was like you didn't just specifically say like oh this guy did this to me exactly and like you kind of like made it a little broader so more people could kind of relate and be like oh yeah you know like i kind of been through something like that and um, that's the thing about it too is like i i struggled with that before I started really writing, like, if I'm writing this about one person, my own personal experiences, would anyone actually relate to this? But the thing about heartbreak is almost everyone has gone through it. Right. Like they can relate on some level to it. So I, th- I honestly think throughout the entire EP, I only use you. I don't say like he or yeah. she or anything like that. Um, I keep it very vague. So like I view my songs as kind of like a letter to this person, but at the same time, they're 
open uh, open-ended enough that someone else can just jump in and be like hey i felt this too about this person in my own life and then even just listening to music that i just enjoy listening to seeing how common that is and like i don't know who they wrote this song about but i know i'm going 60 down the highway in my car belting it out what i i don't know how many people have like told you this but like what have been your most interesting interpretations of what you've written so far from other people um i don't think anyone has really like reached out with that like kind of like deep dive information yet but um i i mean if anything like what like what did you hope some people would take away from from what you were trying to say really all i wanted to like convey was like yeah this shit happens like if you're going through it i hope you can relate to this and like just kind of understand what is happening um yeah i think there's an overwhelming uh theme of self-doubt on this uh this writing um journey that you were on um oh for sure and it there was a thought of like you not really feeling secure in your own like experience and and it's and and i that's honestly one of the scariest things i think to go through is living each day by day, not really knowing like where you stand with somebody um, or something, you know, it's like that, that like insecurity of like, does this guy really like me or does this person really dig me or are they just kind of dealing with me, you know? And, oh. and it's, 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 that's hard. It's hard to like process that. So that's kind of something I'm dealing more with now and what I'm like working on. Um, in this situation, um, we had been together almost four years and we were like, li- we were living together. We'd been living together for yeah. about a little over two years. Um, so like we had been having like those serious conversations, like marriage, kids, stuff like that. Um, yeah. But then there were those tiny things that we weren't talking about um, stuff that just snowball Mm -hmm. until they get so big and if you're not talking about it then it just destroys everything and that's really just what happened was we weren't communicating how we should have been and i don't know if a lot of that comes through in what i wrote but no i definitely think it does and i so that's one of my biggest takeaways from when i listened um to your stuff and uh Obviously, you know, I know you more on a personal level, you know, too. And I obviously was keeping an eye on a lot of stuff during this time period. And, uh, you know, and I, and I get I'm a pretty good judge of like what's going on in someone's life. And, you know, I kind of I kind of got that feeling of, of what you were going through um, during this. And. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it, I think it's a very important important thing to write about is uh is just communication in a relationship it's it's sometimes it's those little things like you said that just can end up really um snowballing into just a very very big problem very very quickly that can really just wreck a whole bond that's been there for a long time 
And uh, it's pretty crazy how it could happen very quickly too. And just kind of like suddenly and just very violently at times, you know, it's, uh, yeah. It, yeah. so this whole time period was, we went through a range of emotions, let's say. Um, Cause I remember I came home from work. So I don't need to know. It's basically telling the story of like what happened that night. Um, I, I had been at work um, and I just had this like really bad anxiety. Like, I don't know, maybe like my brain was like trying to tell me something and I wasn't like, but it, it was not a good day. Um, everything was just wrong. Um, by the time I got home, I just kind of like flopped on the couch, like on oh. top of him. And, yeah. and he, usually he would like put his arm around me. He didn't Yeah. that time. So that's when I was like, oh, okay, what's happening? Something, something isn't right here. And then, like, I noticed like he really hadn't been, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Video just got very close. Um, Sorry, I, I had to adjust my my power cord. It, it wasn't actually plugged into my laptop, so oh jeez, <laughs> I just lost everything. I was like, okay, let's 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 fix that before I. Uh... But yeah, no, that that so continue, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, just kind of noticed like he seemed off, and like I was like, is everything okay? And then that's when he hit me with like we need to talk. I'm like, Oh fuck. Um, at this point, I, I had, I had moved to Buffalo to live with him. Um, all of my friends and all of my family, they live at least an hour away, yeah. like, which in the grand scheme of things isn't terrible, but it's not like I could just like take a quick drive, see my parents. Um, so it's like, we, really just kind of hash it out for like a solid hour and I tried to fight and it just wasn't working and it, it, it was hard um there was just so much going through my mind especially because I had no backup I had no other like option yeah, right. and because like I didn't think I would need to plan for this um, so there's so many things racing in my head, like, what am I going to do for work? Um, where, where am I going to live? Right. Um, and first thing I did, like he, he left just to like, kind of give me time to like process. Um, very first thing I did was I called my mom. Um, yeah. it's like 11 PM at night and PM at night. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 11 p.m um so she she's dead asleep but she picks up um and i just i'm hysterical like yeah i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna do and that whole night i didn't sleep i wasn't eating anything um i drove out to my parents the next morning and when i got there um, they were both home, which they both work. So I don't know why they were there, but, um, they, we just stood in the living room and we just hugged and I cried. And that's something that I will never forget. Like just that feeling of being there and just like feeling really that 
powerless. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a lot, man. That's uh, that's a lot. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to oh, say. Oh, it gets worse. Don't worry. Oh, um, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good. So for like a solid, probably like two weeks after the breakup, we're still living together Oof. and we're, we're really trying to keep it amicable. Yeah. Right, right. But like, we're just on two separate ends of the spectrum where it's like, this is what he needs. This is what I want. Yeah. And those two things just can't coexist with each other. And so like, I knew on a deeper level, like there's, I can't fight this. This is what he needs. I need to like accept that. And for a while I did, but then like when you're in that situation, living with someone who you love and it's just not there, like your brain makes you do things and you fight for it. And I fought for it. And that just made things worse and things start getting volatile. And I remember like, I told him like, we need to talk about this. And at the end of it, um, I, I found myself sitting in my car. I had thrown my keys in the back because like he was concerned and I just wanted to like get rid of him. And I just sat there and then I just screamed for like, 10 minutes and that night I also it had hit rock bottom for me and I started like self-harming um basically all I did was I just like just kept hitting myself in the forehead that's not something I've ever done before um and it's like I mentioned it in I don't need to know hit my head against the wall like that's what I was doing to the point where I walked into work the next morning with visible bruising on my forehead. And that was like the point where I was like, okay, I need, I need like actual help for this. Cause yeah. if I don't, I'm not getting out of here. Yeah. All right. Wow. That's Holy cow, man. That's, that's, that's heavy. <laughs> Be open about your mental health people. That's, that's really heavy stuff. Um, Man, I, I respect the hell out of you for, you know, getting through this because I mean, that's not an easy situation to go through when you've, you know, been through it with someone for four years or, or, you know, however long. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, I mean, that's, you know, it's, and I'm glad you, you got the help you needed because it's like, you know, some people aren't so lucky, you know, when it comes to that. So, you know, I think that's an important thing. That That's a big thing for me too, just understanding how lucky I am in so many aspects of my life right now, especially when I like really needed that, um, being able to come home to my parents. Like right. a lot of people don't even have that, especially a lot of people who are queer like me, um, my, my parents are unbelievably accepting and I know I always have somewhere to go if I need to. And like, even just as far as the whole work aspect, um, I work, so I work full time for an unnamed company. We'll leave them unnamed. Um, <laughs> all I will say is that they are widely reputable for being one of the best places in the country to work for. And they really went out of their way to get me out of this position that I was in. So I could like actually get back home because for the entire month of December, 
I was driving to and from Buffalo. Wow. Um, which is a good 60, 70 miles yeah. every day. Just one trip, not to mention the round trip. Oh, and man. at that point, it's December in Western New York. I got very lucky there were no snowstorms, but I did not see the sun for like a solid couple weeks. Oh, man. And that really, really like just just it shot me mentally like i can't do this anymore <laughs> but well, here we are now i'm back closer to where i live and they just really went above and beyond uh, that that's really great to hear dustin and i because like I, I relate you know in terms of my job you know it's like they're they're really supportive you know so like um you know, I'm, I'm very like lucky to have that, that too. So like, you know, it's funny. It's like, sometimes in these situations happen, you realize like who's really there to, you know, behind your, it got your back and like behind you, you know, and uh, right. you kind of forget, like you kind of take it for granted sometimes before, you know, some things like this happen, you know, and uh, you kind of realize how much, how many people are behind you. Um, man, that's, you know, that, that's a really crazy journey. Um, and I see like, you know how that fueled the whole you know five song you know experience for you um it's that's just a pretty wild wild thing to go through i mean um did you have your life just turned upside down like that uh, out of nowhere and just really not know what to do with yourself you know it, that's that's a lot um you know and i'm i'm very fortunate to not have gone through something like that so i can't i can't even imagine that feeling i will say um I love seeing pictures of you and your girlfriend. Um, um, you guys are like one of the only relationships that I'm not bitter about. <laughs> oh, oh that's, that's so nice. I'm like, oh, he's happy. Look oh. at them. Oh, I appreciate that, man. I, it's 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 nice knowing like, you know, there's someone that that's behind you and like, keep, but like also keeps you in check too. <laughs> like, like, and, and like, like is like the bullshit, Lawrence. Reminds you like, stop doing that like it's stupid like you need to stop doing that <laughs> like so i'm very grateful for her and i'm grateful for what she brings to me so like you know i appreciate that that you you even uh noticed that so that's that's really nice but like let's let's get a little positive here for a second <laughs> let's let's move away from music and the sad sadness for a little bit let's let's go to some like different things what do you like outside of music dustin like i know you you're and I've known you for a long time. I kind of know, I have an idea, but like for everybody else, like what do you like to do like outside of music? Like what, what gets you going besides this crazy two, creative uh, thing that we do? Two big things, gym, video games. Uh, man, that's, I, that's how well, I spend my free time. Holy cow, man. I I am impressed. The, the PRs that you're setting lately. Uh, I, holy cow, man. The squat. Dude, that's impressive. Three fifty-five. That's wild, man. I couldn't even uh, I couldn't even fathom doing that. Not even in like a, a five months. I could never mind right now. Like that's that's incredible, man. Like, how how did you just like drive get that drive and that like the, to to get there? Was it just a lot of the stuff you've been going through? And you just kind of channeled it into the gym and pretty much. Um, I 
I've been going to the gym regularly for yeah. I don't even know how long since like past like six seven years whatever yeah um, yeah pandemic really hit me hard um gyms closed obviously yeah and even when they did reopen I didn't really feel that comfortable going back for a while but at the same time well I'm just in my apartment I don't have like a gym or anything I don't have any fitness equipment right um, I started putting on weight like as everyone did nothing wrong with that but it just created this really distorted body image same thing happened to me yeah same thing happened to me and uh i'm still kind of going through it but like you know i'm working on it but (laughs) it's yeah and that was another big thing in the relationship failing was like i was not comfortable with who i was I talk about it on one of the songs. Um, I forget which one, um, but uh, body dysmorphia. Yeah. It, it fucks you up. Yeah. It, it, I actually, I think I like didn't realize I, I had it for a long time. And that's, and- a, that's the thing about it too. You don't know it's there until yeah. I saw a certain picture of myself. And I'm like, is that how I look? Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. And, and like, so, yeah, and sometimes I, just, like, I look at myself in the mirror too, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, yeah, and, and you're like, it's just very weird, and it's like you just don't see anything good, and it's weird, and it's like a really weird feeling, and it's a very awful feeling at the same time. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I know for me, a lot of it was because I started on antidepressants, and um, that kind of has a a way of making you gain some weight um i it, i always had a really fast metabolism so it kind of shocked me when all of a sudden i was like whoa like what the heck i like weighed myself one day and i'm like when did i get to 180 i'm like like what the heck i'm like whoa when did this happen and i, I kind of at my yeah. i think at my worst i was floating around 220 yeah. Yeah. Well, you're a little, you're a little bigger than I am. So yeah. For right. Like, for like, for like me, like generally that was like, Whoa, I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. And that's like the biggest I've been ever. I'm like, this is, I'm like, this is, Whoa. Okay. Like, and yeah. And I, I kind of realized I'm like, Oh yeah, probably some of it was due to my antidepressants, but also a lot of it was just bad pandemic eating habits. And Oh God, big, my, my, do- my DoorDash habits were so bad. Oh, oh, they're still, Oh, they're still bad. Oh, for me. I, <laughs> See, I, I live in the middle of nowhere now, so it's not oh, an option. Yeah. You're sometimes you're just I, like, I have a McDonald's and a Burger King. That's yep, it. That's yeah. the only fast oh, food. No, <laughs> that's dangerous. And I haven't, I've had Burger King once since I moved back here right around after Thanksgiving. Oh, God. And my stomach was like, bro, don't do this. What, what <laughs> don't you, do this you, to me. What are you doing? Cool? Like, what are you, a clown? Every now <laughs> and then I'll treat myself to some Wendy's because Wendy's is top tier. But Yeah, Wendy's is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Like, Wendy's. But that, that's, that's a very rare thing for me now. Whereas when I was living in Buffalo, it was like, at least once, twice a week. Yeah. No, that, and that's kind of good. Yeah. I like, I'm like around here though. It's like, I can, I can go a lot of different places. So it's dangerous. So I'm like, Oh God, I got to stop. No, I just realized we were like, let's get away from the depression body dysmorphia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this how sad people just like talk? Like let's get away from a sad thing. Let's go to a lesser sad thing. <laughs> <laughs> like 
ah, this this is what happens when you're sad. All right, so we're both killing it in the gym. That's what, yeah, what yeah. we're leading. To. Yeah, that was yeah, that was kind of like what we were we were getting at. But like, yeah, man, I I'm I'm proud of you. Like you're doing you're doing killing it, man. Like leg day, you're just dominating leg day. So like, I'm like I'm like man, I want to be there. <laughs> I'm like jealous a little bit. I'm like damn. I'm like it's it's, it's not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> My uh, knees are shot. Oh yeah. I like I'm more of a walking lunges guy. I really love the walking lunges. That's like my thing. I love doing lunges. Like squats are cool and all, but like I like I love just doing the, the lunges because like you give you a little cardio too. And it's just like a little bit of gives you a little bit of everything. You're moving around a little bit more and like I don't have to worry about like fucking barbell crushing your back or anything or like your spine, your upper spine, just the fucking bar thing on your like <laughs> on your upper spine and it's like oh yeah that doesn't feel too great either so yeah i'm like I, i'd rather that than than you know but yeah i i just always prefer the weight training the yeah. resistance yeah then i know like something is working no that's true yeah uh, but uh yeah gaming too man like uh you know i've always you know you know i've been a gamer for a long time as well you know but like what what have you been uh what have you been playing lately that that's been really I I can go on and on about Elden Ring, man. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I have not fucking evil. <laughs> I have not yet started it, but like I think that's the reason why I haven't started it because I know there'll it'll bring out some some evilness within me that I don't want to see that I haven't seen in a long time. So I'm like, <laughs> I have such a love hate relationship with these games. Like <laughs> the first, the first one I played was bloodborne and oh. I, to this day, I love it. I think it's a masterpiece of a game. I I could kill it. <laughs> yeah. I could strangle it. If it were a living, breathing person, I just, <laughs> why are you like this? <laughs> just want to enjoy you <laughs> i just want to beat you that's all <laughs> uh that was the first from software game i've ever beaten um and my best friend is big dark souls guy mm. so next logical step dark souls oh no <laughs> and at that point i'm like i don't know if i like this <laughs> Yeah, you're 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 at the point of no return at that point. That's just like yeah, you you said yeah, you're done. <laughs> so I struggled my way through Dark Souls 3. Um yeah, I was actually living with that friend at the time. So like he was watching me play it and watching me suffer. <laughs> but by the time I had gotten to the final boss, yeah, um, we were playing in the living room, and I'm like, you should make this a drinking game. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and the dumbass did that's a that's a terrible like, idea <laughs> that's like, a... why did i do this to you but i'm also like kind of evil in that sense i'm like well <laughs> oh. it's like i'm i'm straight edge i don't drink so yeah this could be fun <laughs> not, not my problem not my fault. um yeah what else have i been playing god um i've been really big into jrpgs lately oh um Persona 5, probably my favorite game of all time now. I have put... So there's two Persona 5s, Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal. Right. I have them both. I've played them both twice. Wow. So four times this game overall. That's at least, I want to say, 600 hours. That, wow. They've these got are you. Not, yeah, these are not short games. Yeah, they've got you in a stranglehold. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then went back, Persona 4 and Persona 4 Golden. 
Oh which no. I'm getting I'm getting the urge to play again because I've only played that one once. Uh, yeah, I just, I just love these games. They're so good. The music, everything about them. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed like people who really like Persona really like Persona. <laughs> like, it's one of those things you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, I just and I've just never even played it, so I can't even like form any opinion on it at all. I can't even say it's bad or good. I'm like don't even know i i couldn't even tell you but like i appreciate the people that are really into it because they seem like they're really into it so <laughs> i'm like i'm like i have no idea what's going on but like i'm glad I'm really happy for you people <laughs> like that's yeah. that's really great my backlog is so huge right now <laughs> oh, oh yeah i don't even want to talk about it i tried yeah i i started like our pokemon rcs and like and then just like all of a sudden just stop playing it and I haven't picked it up in like three weeks. So I'm like, yeah, wow, that just happened. Like it just kind of stopped playing. Um, I kind of hit a wall with that one. Like it started out so fun, but then it just kind of got repetitive. Yeah. I kind of was, was noticing like, that. Like, it's like, I, okay, uh, well I've, I've caught you. So yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of like catching the same thing and just like kind of like, yeah over and over and over um, it's a great launching point for where pokemon is probably going um, yeah but right but yeah it, it definitely got, does did seem like the test got to have this guy with oh rowlet okay all right wow. god's greatest creation right here yes we love the rowlet we love the rowlet um best starter no do not at me wow oh wow we're we're really going there <laughs> um so what about like movies, TV shows, anything? What like I don't spend a lot of time like watching TV, like movies. Um I'm trying to think. Like um I have been rewatching Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, wow, okay. old, old school 90s anime. Wow. Um I'm a big, big shonen anime fan. Love me some Dragon Ball, love me some Naruto. Um, uh, what else have I been watching? God, that's the problem. I don't watch movies that often. I would turning red. That was the last movie I watched. Okay. So good. And if you're upset about it, go fuck yourself. It was so good. <laughs> I just saw Sonic two yesterday in the theaters and I was, I am hearing mixed reviews. I, I don't Some know people who... either really love it or hate it. The people who hate it have no taste. That's, 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 a, that's all i have to say it was a wonderfully fun movie and i enjoyed the hell out of it and i don't know if you if you don't enjoy that i just don't think you enjoy fun um it, clearly you are just i never yeah. saw the first one so it, i feel like i'd be missing something they're, they're they're very fun they're just very fun movies i i i think like if you have you have to come into it with an open mind um and then once you do i think you'll really enjoy it um I think you have to come into an open mind as a Sonic fan and then just watch it as like a movie fan. <laughs> and it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. I enjoyed it a lot. It, it's very entertaining. Reminds, reminded me today. I went on my kingdom hearts rant. Oh I, my I, God. I sure, I sure went on it. <laughs> yeah. I love, I fucking love me some kingdom hearts. Objectively terrible. But I fucking love them. <laughs> They're so stupid. But I love them. 
that is like the, the perfect opinion of kingdom hearts like it's like i ha- i have this like sibling like relationship where it's like i'm going to bully you but if anyone else bullies you it's on site yeah right 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 oh god i i had some feelings when i was playing i finally played the um what was it um the card game one um i always forget the name oh, of god. it <laughs> don't play the don't play the card game one no don't if anyone listening wants to get into um kingdom hearts do not play that, that game they, now that they just announced kingdom hearts 4 do not just, play chain of memories li- just literally watch just watch the youtube just just do, do not do that the story. only thing it, do, it introduces a character that's like essential to the story that's all it does yeah yeah do not play it you don't need to play it it's not good it, it's 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 bad it, it it will just make you very upset and the final boss is like almost unbeatable and do not Attempt. i didn't even get that far i got yeah, i i got to the alice in wonderland world yeah, which is the first world yeah I, I don't even understand how i put myself through it that long and then i got to the final boss i'm like i can't do this i'm like i can't literally cannot do this i'm like i am just gonna stop right here i'm like i got far enough i'm like this is the worst thing i've i i can't do this anymore to myself I'm like i think i'd rather play dark souls and that's saying something i'm like this this is painful for me but yeah no i pretty crazy they just announced kingdom hearts 4 and another kingdom hearts title out of just nowhere it seems like i was like oh okay like that just kind of happened i still haven't great even news to wake up to today i was like wow okay like that kind of happened i still haven't even played three yet like okay I'm like well <laughs> like, wow well i have opinions on three. Oh, uh-oh <laughs> Oh boy! But uh, I've said enough about those. Yeah, yeah, you um, might get you might get the mob after you. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts two and Birth by Sleep masterpieces. Those yeah. those are good games. Yeah, those are like yearly annual replays for me. Yeah. So interesting question here. What cover do you think is better than the original? Hurt Johnny Cash. Oh man, that's a that's a yeah easiest answer. Wow. Yeah. No, I know. It's like he it's like he made that as basically his song at this point. Like like Trent Reznor can't even like claim that song for himself anymore. It's like, yeah, no, no, it's like it's like it's not even his song anymore. It's like, oh, that's Johnny Cash. Like if Johnny Cash is covering you, then like you're signing away the rights. Yeah, you're basically at that point, you're just like, Well, I guess that's not my song anymore. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a good one. I, I like mm-hmm. that answer. There's one other cover I really like. Um Lucy Dacus, who's another um, indie artist I really like. She covered uh, Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen. Oh. And I, honest, I, I genuinely think it's better. That's just my own opinion. I don't think it's correct. I know a lot of people will think otherwise, but. Uh. I, I, I could probably honestly understand that. Like for me, like Bruce was never like the greatest like vocalist in the world, you know, <laughs> but like great songwriter great songwriter never take that away from him good yeah but bruce is you know, not never was claimed to be the you know the most incredible like talented vocalist in the world but but yeah no he guy can write write songs for days but but yeah no i so i, I can see where you're coming from on that um what would you say um are your best support systems in your life Obviously, you've kind of mentioned your parents already, but I don't know if there's any other. Uh, it's my parents. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I don't, I think, did I even mention this yet? I am openly gay. Well, yeah, um, you kind of alluded to being queer. <laughs> right. So, like, that, 
Yeah. Um, that's like a big thing. I, I know I have a bisexual flag. I was bisexual for a long time, but I was like, eh, fuck it. This, I like dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm comfortable in knowing who I am. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I figure Fair enough. I'll, I'll take this. Why not? Sure. Um, I came out in 2015, I want to say. Yeah. And nothing but love and support. Yeah. I was like dumbfounded because I live in let's call it the Bible Belt of New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a red county. Oh yes. Most certainly is. <laughs> We're getting better about it, but <laughs> yeah. I, Upstate I, New York is not the, the most um uh liberal of <laughs> of places. We'll just put it at that. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm right in between Buffalo and Rochester. Yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. It, it's just corn. It's just corn. Yeah, right. Yeah, like um, a lot of people just kind of like have a vision of New York as like from who like aren't really from like the East Coast or anything. It's like as just this one gigantic city. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> like there, no, there's that's a sliver. Oh, no, yeah, there's sliver. there's New York. And then there's New York. <laughs> no, like, please, there's this, there, there's, there's, there's city New York, and then there's near Canada, New York. <laughs> uh, it, it's been a time. I'm there. I am noticing that there are more queer people, um, queer kids in the schools coming out, which that's, I think is great. That's good. Um, at the time, I was still closeted when I was in school, but. Um, I was probably one of three or four people who were not straight, <laughs> which at the time when I'm still trying to figure this stuff out, not great for me. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I can't even imagine, you know, I'm so, so glad, like, you know, I, we're, we're kind of getting into that same age range, you know, now. And I, I think it's, it's so much easier now. I mean, I like it. It's, it's a hundred percent easier now, but I think it's so much easier now for kids that kind of be who they really are at this point. You know, I think there's a lot more support and a lot more like less judgment, there's a lot more it. education. Yeah. A lot more, a lot more representation. Yeah. Um, oh no, definitely. Because if, if I had shows like Steven universe, when I was a kid, like that would have been that would have been like unbelievable. Yeah, dumbfounded. Like that, almost. That's yeah. probably like one of the first cartoons I've ever seen that is like openly showing like inclusive. <laughs> like, yeah, these characters are canonically non-binary. Right. And I'm like, what is non-binary? <laughs> and then that leads me to like, yeah, um, figuring out all this stuff. And then people are figuring out gender expression and like gender isn't real, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's construct construct so yeah i know i don't all get beaten over the head by that <laughs> people but yeah no um, you want them do yeah you, do you want those fans <sighs> no i don't um i really don't um how do you balance work and music and i i know because we're in very similar positions in terms of work so i feel like you're gonna have a very similar answer to how i have this we both deal with the people a lot so how do you how do you balance that with your music it, it's a fleeting feeling because i work 40 hours a week full-time yeah. mm -hmm. gotta make time for the gym almost every day yep. by the time i get home there, there's like two hours or so before bedtime yeah and <laughs> it sounds about right so it's like 
I'll be at work. I'll be in the break room. I'll be like, Ooh, I'm writing some lyrics. This is good. I just need to figure out like right. chords. I cannot do that mentally. I need guitar. I need my hand. guitar in my hand. Right. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah. I, I could have... be like, I could like hum like a melody that I might yeah. think, but there's no way I'd be able to like replicate it. Yep. Um, yep. 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 And by the time I get home, guitar in hand, I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. It's oh, gone. No. oh no. <laughs> yep. Um God, I I yeah, literally the same exact way. So I I understand where you're coming from. I'm I'm sitting on a handful that are like started. And you're just and like I, where do I, I go? I just don't here? I just don't have the motivation to work on them. Yep. That's kind of what happens to me. Pretty much same thing. I yeah, I start stop a lot of stuff because of the the situation you know i'm in you know in terms of work and everything but yeah no it's it's hard especially when you're dealing with people all day you know it's it's a it's exhausting to say the least um in a retail environment i guess you could call it especially it it's gotten better since covid but covid i was I want to die. The, the height I, of insanity. I hate this. The height of insanity. Yeah. It, like, just... Where is the toilet paper? I'm like, you, 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 you stole it all. I don't know what to tell you. Like, there's not even enough for the employees. Like, <laughs> we don't have any. Like, I can't wipe my ass. I'm like, I, I don't know how you expect. To we're using yours. leaves. <laughs> we're using. <laughs> we're using scrap pieces of paper we find around just to, to clean ourselves why do you expect to get any for yourself please stop <laughs> it's just an absolutely wild time i've never seen shelves that empty it just never made it just never made sense. and for what they no. weren't staying at home no they were they, still shopping yeah right it's like, what are you people doing? What is this? what is this? Oh my god, drives me insane. It's it's do as the Joneses do, you know. It's like, oh, I gotta go too. <laughs> Whoa, I need to panic as well. <laughs> we would have been fine. It's like, really, they were just making things worse. And this was before masks were enforced. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. And yeah, it was just, it was just, let's grab all the, the toiletries <laughs> we can find for whatever reason. I, I still don't understand it. It was amazing. It was what a time that was just people literally fist fighting each other over hand sanitizer. Like just, it's great. It was really just incredible display of, of Darwinism. It just, <laughs> it, it truly was. Um, so this is where America's headed, huh? Like, ah, yeah. Okay. Like, yep. We're just, we're just going backwards every day. That's nice. That's good. Like we're not advancing. This is good. I'm, I'm glad. Really, love we I'm love really, to see I'm, it. I'm really happy for this, this society we're living in. Like we're just, we're just throwing hand sanitizer at each other and like, you know, just like, beating each other up over fucking toilet paper and you know throwing each other amongst the others and like in like panic like yeah it's great really great dustin how do you feel about the current music industry model what's your state of the union on the music industry i have thoughts um I'm not, not sure how to articulate them is the problem. Um, 
music, especially now, it's so uncertain. Like, it's a big reason why I am kind of against pursuing music as like a career because who knows what's going to happen? Who knows if there's going to be another fucking disease destroying the world yeah. and then you're out of an income for three years. Right. right. Uh, there's, there's just so many things that could be done better. That's a really good point. And I, I, I actually don't think I've heard on this show yet. And it's like, yeah, like who knows what's going to happen from here? You know, like we're, we're all now. So, so uncertain, you know, like this already happened once, you know, where we just couldn't play music for like live for what, two years, you know? And like, you know, what could, you know, something good like that could happen again. And then, yeah, you're like, what do you do? You know, if you're a, especially if you're an indie musician and you don't really make income from, you know, play, you know, from streams, like we are getting thousands of streams and not a billion that gives you like what fifty dollars or whatever <laughs> fuck a billion streams yes. gets you. Spotify now. is not giving me health insurance. Let's yeah. say that. Oh, oh no, yeah, no, yeah, you know those those like like a tenth of a cent checks are just like really like doing it for me. Like I, I just I'm like really living my after. Thanks my guys. Yeah, thanks for the. Here's a hundred streams. Oh, okay. Well, you get like five tenths of a cent. Like okay. Like oh, thanks guys. I appreciate it. That's You're the number one artist in America. Here's twenty dollars. <laughs> like, yeah, Woo, I made it. <laughs> yeah, and like that's why I always say now it's like you know basically the ways to make income in this industry now is you have to play live and you have to sell merch. You know that's really what it boils down to now. You know unless like, you're you know you hit it big like a Doja Cat or something or whatever like you know and you're just like that. That's such an anomaly too. Yeah. Like. You can't rely on that. No, you're right. It's like it's like a freaking lightning strikes. You know, it's just the right thing happens at the right time. And yeah, no, like really, if you're if you're touring, if you're an indie musician, you kind of have to tour, and you kind of have to, you know, just put yourself out there and market yourself big time. And that's the scary thing too. The idea of touring is terrifying to me. Oh, I know. <laughs> with me, with my crippling social anxiety. Oh God, traveling yeah. across America by myself. It, and not just that talking to, to menus and, and booking yourself and, and making sure you get your money. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. I could never, that, that's the thing that happens too is money. Sometimes doesn't come when you're expecting it. And, and then you have to be like, uh, hello, um, uh, my money, <laughs> like, Please. I did a job for you, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> it's just a crumb. <laughs> just a crumb, sir. Just a crumb. <laughs> please. A little more porridge. <laughs> please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, and I, and I, trust me, I'm the same way when it comes to um, that type of stuff. I, I don't know how people do it on a consistent basis. I, it is a crippling anxiety inducing for me so I, I i would love to get out there and play a show or two but it's like i have no real interest in touring like music it it's a passion of mine i don't i would like to be able to live off it but that's yeah. like that's a dream of mine sometimes and, i think like you know you also have to think like do i love this thing but do i want to make it a job 
Right. It's and then if I make it a job, am I going to stop loving it? And I think that's a thing that a lot of us, you know, struggle with a lot of different things, not just music. You know, it's it's like, do I want to miss make this thing just something I love and just do it on the side, or do I want to make it my like main profession? And then do I want to risk losing my interest in that because of doing that? Once something becomes work for me, then I'm like, I'm done. Like, right. I can't do it. <laughs> when it stops being an outlet and it becomes like an inlet for. If it's something that's going to cause yeah. me stress, yeah. then do I want to do this? Right. It's like, then you're like, why? Like, wait, did I just lose the purpose of why I'm doing this in the first place? So you're like, wait, like I did this in, to start to like get rid of this stuff. Why am I getting more of this stuff now doing this? And then you go, well, do I really want, I want to keep doing this? Like kind of lost the point purpose of it. And yeah. And I, and I think that's a hard thing for people to, to decide upon when they really think about wanting to pursue this thing. And I think that's something that if you are thinking about doing this as a full-time job, just really, really think about it. Like, do you want to make it your job? Like, do you want to put in those hours? Do you want to like, struggle do you want to do the road trips do you want to like go and make fucking 50 dollars at a show maybe not even 50 dollars when you end up having to split it with other people and like you know other various costs that you're gas you know, you might just be able to play a show just to pay for your gas hey parallels indie wrestling you you go on a huge cross-country tour filling out stadiums you come back home you're negative because of gas <laughs> right right yeah literally like like and it's funny because it's like being an indie musician i mean it's really like i say like i said just right now like it's a parallel to being like an indie wrestler you know and it's like you know you go and, and do the show right and then you're like oh well i just did the show just to pay for my gas to get to the next show <laughs> like oh like wait a second like that doesn't really add up like this is this doesn't seem like a recipe for success like hold on like <laughs> And yeah, and that's what you kind of have to, you know, really think about when you're deciding to do this thing is, you know, sometimes you're going to have to do that and you're going to have to, you know, really scrape by, I mean, really scrape by oh, yeah. to do it. And it's one of those things where it's like, you have to spend the money to make the money. Right. I don't have the money to spend. Yeah. That's the problem. That, that's a problem with a lot of us now in this day and age is we don't have, you know, a lot of, you know, especially in our generation just doesn't have that, that income to be able to be like, oh yeah, I can do this. You know, like a lot, a lot of people are just living paycheck to paycheck, you know, as, as it is, you know, and then you try to factor in trying to play gigs and go drive across you know, state lines and, and, you know, do that thing. And not, not to mention the, just the gear investment, the not, you know, that's not even factoring your music gear that you have to keep like maintaining, improving on and making sure you sound okay. Like, you know, that's another whole fucking expense. It's like, Oh, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> like you have to really be prepared for this. You know, if you're really going to go out and do it, like, you probably should have some money set aside and you probably should be ready for the worst. <laughs> all right, you, you've got to go all in and you also have to be ready to fail. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, the only way and you have to be able to bounce back. Cause it's, it's, it's not easy, especially when you're 
out there kind of on your own like that and uh and whatnot so yeah no, it's it's not easy so kind of bouncing off of that like what advice would you have for other indie artists that are starting out and that are trying to make that jump that you did to you know kind of making your own release you just got to do it like especially if you're just one person like me no one else is going to do it for you and no one else can tell your story no one else can tell your experiences um that's like not to be like corny about it but that's like what's great about everything is like we're we all have our own individual experiences like my writing style might be similar to someone else but it's my writing style these this is my thoughts this is my brain this is my depression (laughs) right right and yeah like only you can really put that across the way you want to put it you know and like you said you know you might think like someone has kind of said something similar to you and you kind of get discouraged like oh why why, you know if someone said it already then you know why should i why should i bother but like no like you know you never know the type of perspective you can put on songwriting that you know maybe make something click for somebody that you know they never realized before and you know just like you don't know until you try like you said you know and it's like you gotta just try you just gotta try it and i think that's the hardest part for a lot of people it's like you know there's a comfort level in playing covers you know because it's not your thing you just be like yeah you know i love the song and i like i can just you know learn the tab i can learn the chords and just be like boom 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 you know i don't have to worry about failing too much yeah i i could fail in terms of learning the song but i could just you know keep playing it and playing it when it comes to your stuff it's like that's all on you that's all on you the pressure's all on you and mm-hmm. i think that's what deters a lot of people you know and uh you know it's like you have to start doing everything on your own really you know and that's not just the music it's the marketing it's the you know the, the promoting yourself it's the traveling it's all it's all that you know it's like when you're playing covers and stuff that's all already done that's all set and gun by record labels by the musician themselves etc cetera, etc cetera. now it's like oh shit now i have to take all this into my own hands and i think you know that's where a lot of people struggle getting off the ground because it's a lot to think about and a lot to handle so the first step like you said though is that you just gotta try it and you just gotta write that first song write that first lyric write that first line of a Literally, even if it's just one thing like just build off of that write something down Uh, most of my songs they're honestly just stream of conscious like i'll get i'll start here i'll somehow end up down here and it's just a matter of getting from point a to point b yeah just do it nike you know just like that's yeah this this podcast is sponsored by nike um and uh Please give Lawrence me money. is bringing in the money. Apparently, please, please give me money, Nike. <laughs> I I would appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I need I need money. Um, anyway, um, Dustin, where can we find you on the social media? You can find me at Dustin B L K W O O D on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, it's where I'm posting a lot of my musical content um, at this point. Mostly just small little covers, um, not even bothering to like do the full thing anymore, really. Um, but just, yeah, just posting little snippets sometimes of what I'm working on. And 
sometimes things I find funny and only I find funny. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much the story of my social media posting. <laughs> um, but, uh, man, I thank you for being, uh, on here and being so open and honest about a lot of really tough things that you've been through in the last year or so, man, it's not easy to go on a public forum and do that. So I really, really appreciate you doing that and thank taking you. the time I- for letting people know your story and how you kind of got here. Um, because that was a lot. So I, I respect the hell out of you for doing that. So, yeah. Um, all about learning and growing at this point. No, oh, man. That's, that's what sometimes you gotta, you gotta go through it to get through it. <laughs> but yeah, man, thank you again, Dustin, for, for being on. Um, you've been a, a long time friend of mine and I, I appreciate, uh, um having you on i was i was so happy to see you made new mu- like your own music and i was like i first thing i saw i was like oh my god i get you on now man i'm like <laughs> i'm like well this is the perfect timing i got a podcast now you got an album so like i'm like it makes sense let's go let's do it so i'm glad they got you on and uh i, I can't wait to see what you do more of in music because I, I think you're gonna go a long way um with your songwriting um especially is, is i think your strong point and i think you're you're going to go far just with by that thank you um and uh anyway everyone um thank you for tuning in again um tune in uh later this week too because i'm gonna have the first time ever uh viral music hub video group zoom show um the first episode of these are gonna be free for everybody um the following ones after that will be behind my $3 Patreon I have for the show. Um, I, you know, support me, don't support me on Patreon. It's cool either way. I respect it either way. Um, I just, it's just a way I want to provide um, extra content for people and, you know, also just make some income for the podcast and maybe improve this uh, going in on out. But um, first episode is going to feature Ashlyn Marie, Dark Ether Productions, and, uh, Allie, the lead singer from Forged Sun, and I'm very excited for that. So um, looking for that uh, in the coming week or so. But again, Dustin, thank you so much for taking time. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Take care, and I'll see you soon.